process podcast episode 236 and today zach watson it's a fantastically relatively decent weather ish uh wednesday it's well toasty for you it's better now it was pretty warm i don't know why if i just shit the bed it was pretty brutally warm earlier yeah yeah it was uh it wasn't fun um, at work today. Really? It was one of those days oh. where you just stand there. See, it wasn't that bad like, up not there. Not really moving like, that much, was, and you're just like sweating. It was warm today, and you're like I'm sweating when I, I went out like on this. a run. But other than that, just, I mean, I'm sitting at home, so I can't really complain about sweating and all that stuff. I did, though. Here's an awkward thing. I was in a meeting, mm-hmm. and I had to pee the entire time. And then I figured, as soon as the meeting's done, I'm going to leave the Zoom call, get up go take a leap Toronto. but the lady who i was doing the meeting with like who also works for earthscape she always loves to hang around and chat afterwards which i am totally totally there for because we always have good chats afterwards um and i was like i'll be able to make it like five minutes i'll do a quick five minute chat meeting meeting mm-hmm. debrief and we'll be okay and this chat went for like 45 minutes <laughs> and i'm sitting there like holding my pants trying not to pee because I don't want to be rude mm. by saying like, oh, I have to go. And then like knowing that she may just be sad that I have to leave. She probably. You could just be like, you know, I hate to interrupt. But yeah. See, it's interrupt. always easier to think of that after the fact, because in the moment, my mind's like, fuck, Dylan, don't pee your pants. Don't pee. Your it pants. is. And then I start oh, it sweating. Is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I'm sitting there literally just talking to this lady. And like I'm sweating, my upper lip is like fucking moist. My mustache is dripping. It's not good. My like, gosh, can you see it on my face? And my back starts sweating. And if my back starts sweating, I am so uncomfortable. So like it's just oh, you touch it and you feel it, and it's just not good. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like moving around in my chair. I'm wagging my legs back and forth underneath the desk, trying to just not pee. And then eventually, finally, meeting was from. Meeting was from 12, 12 to 1, and at one fifty three, finally left the call. And I have never peed harder in my entire life. I probably have, but it felt very bad. But yeah, that's what I, mm. that's, that was my highlight today. That was like the first time I, mm-hmm. that was like the first time I saw the first Avengers movie in the movies. And with my brother, like opening night. Yeah. And like, this was before the day, like where you picked your seats. Wow. Right. This is what, 2012? Yeah, 2012. Avengers, the first Avengers came out. This is before like a lot of the movie theaters where you would, mm-hmm. you, when you bought your tickets, you'd pick the seat. So it was just like first come, first serve. And we, me and my brother always had this oh. rule whenever his movie we want to go see, we would go there and line up like an hour before. And we'd be like first or second in line. Mm, yeah. And we'd have our game plan. We'd be like, all right, middle, middle. You fucking get there as fast as possible. Middle, middle, right? And 
Oh, so we're there. First Avengers, the giant fucking drink. Because I like drink and watch a movie. I like to be cool. You're, you're, you know, it's a cooler temperature mm-hmm. in the movies. The movies obviously epic. And then, I've like, started to get nice into drink, popcorn recently right? to wash down the popcorn. Yeah, it's the full experience. Okay, I like going to the movies. Slaps. Yes, popcorn. No, is sick. It's literally it's it's a good cold. snack because it tastes good and it's not too awful for you. At least not the. Yeah, at least yeah. like not the uh, like if you get the. Uh, yeah, kind of microwave. I just do kernels. I just do I guess kernels. If you, go to, I, if you do the movie this, style, and like, you like silicone thing that you can put in the microwave. Has good for you. You can put you put salt, and whatever seasoning or like whatever like if you want cheddar stuff, you yeah. put that on that and corn kernels. You don't even use oil, and it does it all on your own. And it's literally it's just fucking yeah. popcorn, and it's the easiest, most simple thing. Oh wow, it does. Exactly. It always makes movies better, even if you're seeing at home. It always just makes guzzling. Better. Anyways, pounding back this drink, and like, it was one that I was like probably a third through the movie. Let me think of what a third is, or in the movie, I'm at like the stage where I totally they've know like all on. just got to the helicopter for I've the first time, movie. and they're like meeting each other. Maybe I don't know. It's like you haven't seen the first <laughs> Avengers movie. Holy fuck! Anyways. Um, mm. it's like at that part, it's like before halfway and I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta pee, but I'm like, I am not missing a second of this movie. And I looked at my brother and I'm like, I gotta pee. sit down, bitch. And he's like, he also said the exact same thing. You're not missing a second of this movie. So I held it in. And by the time, like oh, the fucking credits roll around and then we had to wait and see if there was an after scene credit. Right. Which there was. So it was like, I think that was the first time they introduced Thanos. So it was like holding this in. And that was like at the end of the credits too. So you got to sit through all the fucking credits. And then you run out and I went to the bathroom. And I probably at least 60,000 PSI. the back of the urinal that day. It's pretty intense. (laughs) At like 1230 at night. I like how we started. Yesterday we started off with. It was pretty intense. Held your your pee in? I've done that way too Uh, many times. No. I've I've held I've yeah, done it at like, the movies way too many times. It's not good for your bladder, but because I'm not the type of person. Some people are like, oh, I'll just go out quick and like, oh, you missed like a little bit, whatever. I'll, okay, I'll rewatch it when it's on DVD or on Netflix. I or guess not. No, for me, I can't do that. You cannot waste that time. Of you go to the movies to experience it at the movies to have that experience. You can't then. You got a fair point. There. Ruin that moment and that experience by going to the fucking bathroom. Because, especially too, if you're at like, mm-hmm. if you're in one of the theaters that's like close to the yeah. bathroom or right next to the bathroom, when you're in it, you can hear the movie kind of like muffled through yeah, the wall. You and gotta like, just run back. Fuck, is that, is that, are they fighting yet? Like, oh God, quick, quick, I gotta finish, you know, and then run back. It's, no, you just hold it in. Yeah, it's not, it's not healthy. And risk ruining your bladder. It's not healthy at all. Hurting and yourself. Like, there's, the sacrifices we make for the things it's not, that we but, love. You know, it's like the it scene be done. in uh, it has to be done. Game of Thrones. This is season one, so it's not even a spoiler. But when Jamie Lannister pushes Bran out the window after after Bran catches him nailing Cersei, like fucking his, like quite literally fucking right. his own sister. It's a bit weird. It yeah. is what it is. His sister. Um, yeah. And he says, uh, like, the, the things I do for love and then pushes Bran out the window and obviously goes back 
to dive into his sister. Weird to say. Um, It's exactly what you're doing. Except you're not, you're holding in your bladder. You're holding, you're holding your, (laughs) it's not exactly the same. I was going to say, it's not quite exactly what I'm doing, but yes. It's not not quite. Which we love, which in your case, movies. You got to hold, you got to hold that in. You got to hold that in. Yeah. Do love movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember when when we were first watching, or I was first watching it. You had seen it already, okay, yeah, no, except for the last yes. season because that wasn't out yet. That was why we were binging the whole thing. Game of Thrones, yeah. Um, and we're watching the mm-hmm. first season, and like when fucking what Ned what? Stark, whatever, gets his head cut off, and I like my reaction. I was like, wait, wait a second, yeah, I I get used like, to isn't that. he one of the main dudes? Like, what the fuck? And then you're like. Yeah, you should probably get used to that. <laughs> I was like, "No, wait a second, isn't he supposed to be a big seven, deal?" Like, what? That was like the first episode. episode. Wasn't that the first episode? Yeah, or was it, it the last episode? That that no, season came out in that. That was like 2012 or 2013. Here's a. Sh- it's almost ten years old. The start of Game of Thrones. Really, which is kind oh. of mind blowing. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, and then they. And that was season season seven was the last season correct season eight yeah yeah season eight yeah season eight 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 i think wasn't it my yeah i loved i like loved all of game of thrones even though the last season wasn't what i hoped i know they bricked at the end i still did enjoy it it's yeah. still good it's still a good story it just could have been better to the end <clears throat> yeah nah. See, I was like the opposite. I thought the story got ruined. I was like, this is almost yeah. borderline cringy, but that but like visually it's an entertaining thing to watch because it was visually amazingly done. Like I thought though, I thought mm-hmm. season eight, the whole like fucking battle of Winterfell or whatever against the fucking undead was like one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed witnessed in my life until the badass fucking ice dude came around and they just get some some 12 year old chick just well you know and it's killed him really quickly with a little knife and i was like really like re- yeah until then it but was amazing and then when that happened it was like same hey, oh dagger that God. starts the whole story, really or starts the bulk of the story yeah but it's like it's like man they hide this this dude up so much when when that scene mm. when we were watching that together yeah, and they the ice dragon. um pulled the, the dragon You're like what the, the lake, fuck and i was like freaking on the on, on the couch <laughs> in the house being like oh my god that's gonna be an ice dragon and i was freaking out i was nerding out and i was like this guy's this guy this guy the whatever the night king mm-hmm. being like this this character's fucking sick they hyped him up so much, and now he just gets yeah toasted mm. by a fucking twelve year old with yeah. a small knife. I know, and it's like, really? Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not, not, not how anyone wanted it to end, Thrones, which I feel like triggers everyone who's ever seen it. I wonder if there's there was so much expectation around it, like it's. There's so much hype around this one well, thing. Yeah, that everyone kind of has an expectation built up in their mind around what it should be, 
And anything short of that isn't a success in their eyes. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. I feel like, what's well, the same? Most successful TV shows like that don't end well. Because how do you wrap something up like that? Because like you said, everyone's got their own opinion on how it should end and how they want it to end. And like, you're not going to please everyone. And like, hmm. I think almost every TV show ends pretty badly. That's yeah. been on for like a long time. Or they've time. got such a huge cult following. Especially and shows so like many. that. And there, there's not a clear way for it to end as well. You know, where yeah. Breaking Bad, which is a TV show that we were talking about before, which you have not seen, surprisingly. Um, yeah. You're a genetic anomaly. No. I'm but like that's an example of a show planet. where there's a handful, mm. maybe three to five scenarios that could happen that are all entirely plausible. And I don't think the ending of Breaking Bad was was too terrible at all. I don't remember. I was going to say, how did that, like, people's... Do you, like... Because obviously when you bring up Game of Thrones, yeah. I feel like they've, like, almost... It's got a bad taste in your mouth because of that last season. They really ruined a lot yeah. of fans... Um, fans of the show. Like, everyone's got that opinion. I don't think so. On the eighth season. But, like, with... Breaking Bad. Like, I don't think so because or is it Vince Gilligan didn't. Okayed with? He didn't make it a shorter season. You know, season eight was six episodes or something like that. Longer episodes, but still shorter. Yeah, you're still constricted. Um, Vince Gilligan. Sure. Didn't, again, Vince Gilligan yeah. didn't do that. It was the same. I want to say twelve or thirteen episodes, same length. Um. It seems that he didn't rush anything. There were timelines that were fast tracked, but um, as a part of like in the last couple episodes, but I don't really remember much of. I don't even. I barely remember the final episode to be honest, because I watched that a week after it came out on TV. I think it was on AMC, um, and that was the last time. I ever watched anything related to Breaking Bad was that. Um, but I don't think it burned the bridges with fans of the show as much as something like Game of Thrones did. Um, that proverb is, it's a good pun because there's many bridges burned in the final episodes of Game of Thrones, quite literally. That was a, that was a happy accident uh, that came to be. Right, um, quite literally. Not, not to, um, not to bring it back to design or anything or somewhat close but mm -hmm. oh, logo which house wise do I fuck with which house okay mm. when it this comes to their symbol cuz there's there's two in i think there's yeah i would say there's probably two in my so mind that i think for I, me there's I there's really difficulty like. in answering this question for the reason that was a very political like answer start of an answer i have to ask myself am i more attracted to the animal or the way that the animal is represented graphically you know dragons right. are dope a three-headed dragon mm. that's three times as dope you know <laughs> that's, that's three, three times, times the dopeness dope. in one dragon but <laughs> or am i looking objectively at the symbol per se you know, so I would think mm -hmm. of it less as a house 
um what do they call it like the house symbol by oh. the way your mic just got fucked up i lowered it it's I'm, okay I'm okay, it's for, you. okay for me okay let me just try one thing yeah, i'll just, just disconnect reconnect unplug and replug in just to see if that does anything okay um it always happens where my microphone shits itself for zach and it sounds like there's just a lot of static on the other end um but i don't know so we'll see how this sounds for zach no still sounds no. like shit that's no, okay we won't we won't go for too long is it listenable is it listenable could be me too but okay it's listenable okay. now i've lowered it um i would think of these less as like house symbols and more as uh logos of say a sports team or something like that mm -hmm. and huh. i remember back when i was like watching season one season two they had a like a behind the scenes explanation of the art departments that were working on game of thrones and they talked about oh. the sigil the sigil that's the word they talked about the sigil design sigil. Yeah. specifically for house stark with the direwolf um and i thought it was it was quite interesting if i had to pick one for myself hmm. honestly fuck this is tough i just brought them up now just to, so i have, um, so i can see them the nine the nine nine what sorry the nine Which houses are the nine like the main nine there's there's house well, stark targaryen lannister gray joy yeah tully yep tyrell yep um yeah i'm missing three baratheon yeah uh so that's two more um fuck. I think the one with the dope castle. Actually they all kind of have dope I was castles. Say they all have dope castles. Oh. The one in the sky. Not in the sky, the but kind of sky. sky. Oh, the eerie. Not in the um, sky, but Aaron, Aaron. Uh, is that the house name? House Aaron? Aaron, A R R Y N. That's right. I forgot about that. And then there's one more. Aaron. <sighs> this is the obviously my knowledge of the Game of Thrones is not crazy. I've only watched mm -hmm. it through once, but uh, Mar Martell. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I wouldn't no. have gotten that one off the top of my head. That was the guy. The guy's uh, head crushing him by the mountain. That was yeah. I'm not fair, right. Over in the over in the sunny areas that <laughs> yeah <laughs> look nice. Well, no, that was in uh, that was in King's Landing, wasn't it? Yeah, where the fight yeah. went down. But that that the guy that got killed, he was from that house, wasn't he? Oh, correct. Martel? Yes. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I would have to go with if I'm thinking sigil but also color scheme that goes along with it i would have to go with yeah. uh house Greyjoy with the kraken or mm -hmm. 
or House Targaryen with the the three headed dragon and the black and the red. I was like, I've always liked the Lannister one because it's basically like the line you see on like, you know, like the English, like a lot of the, the a lot um, of the really European style, the crests. family crests yeah. and yeah. stuff like that, um, and on like the flags and stuff like that, right? I always mm. love that line. Mm. It always looks really cool. Um, I do like the Greyjoy one a lot because it's yeah. symmetrical. That's what I like about it. And it's just like a really nice shape. And then, yeah, the Targaryen one's nice because it's like a nice perfect mm-hmm. circle. But it's it's a bit, it's yeah, a bit exactly. crowded. There's something very sporty, I think. Like a, you can see the direwolf from House Stark on... Uh, on a sports on a sports jersey oh yeah or on a sports hat whether it's football hockey i think those are probably the most applicable um sports that it would apply to because uh, i think it just it seems a bit overly complex for a baseball logo you know most of those seem to just be be script yeah. uh like script words or something like that but Yeah, you might have built out like a simplified one that looked yeah. kind of cool, but yeah, I think yeah, I would I if I had to pick between Targaryen and Greyjoy, I would pick Greyjoy personally. Greyjoy is you know, cool for sure. Definitely badass. Even though Theon Greyjoy is a bit of a, a bit of a dick, <laughs> bit of a dick, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, but he also kind of had like a shit shit time yeah, in that story. He kind of got shafted did, quite a bit. I think he did. He did redeem himself in the end, though. He sacrifices his life to save to save Bran. Spoiler alert, by the way. Oh you know, yeah, true. After he know. after he does terrible things to the family, um, he's a complex character, man. No one's perfect. At the end of the day, no one's perfect. Actually, that reminds me of um, you know those uh corridor crew that do like the VFX yeah. artists react videos on on. They had one a little few weeks ago, and like one of the clips they were looking at was the the Battle of the oh, Bastards, yeah. and um, it was something about like in that scene, there's a lot of the horses that are like complete mm-hmm. CGI, that aren't yeah. even there. How insane is that? Which is completely what, and they were saying how like insane it is because like you can see a full CGI horse, but it's stepping, and like the mud is splashing, oh. and it's making like a footprint. Oh. Or hoof print. print but it's a like 100 yeah. percent cgi it's insane i think that was like at the time when that shit. episode came out that's like end of season six i think that was the it could be wrong about that it could be season seven but that was the largest on-screen battle that had ever been yeah. produced basically like outshone lord of the rings and anything else comparable and then when they did the Battle of Winterfell in season eight, nothing was even more intense and there was even more involved in that. And I think it took them, I want to say for some reason, this number sticks out of my head, but again, could be very wrong. I'll Google it to fact check. But that it, it mm. took like six months to film Battle of uh, the Bastards. How long I can imagine with all the choreography film. and stuff like that. Oh my god! Yeah, right. Just fa- I fucking imagine that. Jeez. Or compared to the, okay, I was way off. 
compared to the 25 days that it took to film the Battle of the Bastards, the Long Night, which is the Battle of Winterfell, yeah. took 11 weeks of night shoots to film. Wow. Nearly three months of below freezing temperatures. And then Ian Glenn, who plays Jorah Mormont, apparently said, uh, quote, it was the most unpleasant experience I've ever had on the show. Is that quote. the that's the guy that had uh, the the scaly bit and then got rid of it, right? Yeah, he had grayscale and the one that's like one of the he was like supposed to be one of the top whatever fighters in all of the land. Westeros, yeah. He was the he was Daenerys Targaryen's simp. Yeah, he kind of simped and like he was a nice guy, but kind of again got shafted. Yeah. He yeah, plays she- that that actor in um TV show on Netflix called Titans, but yeah. as in the Teen Titans. Um, but it's more grown up. It's actually a really good show. He mm-hmm. plays Batman in that. He's not in it Does much, he? but he plays. He, he there's there hasn't been a scene. I think there's a new season coming out, but there hasn't been a scene of him like in suit. Yeah. But it's like as a Bruce Wayne, as an older oh, Bruce Wayne, and it's actually pretty interesting. He's a pretty he cool does Bruce pl- Wayne. I can see him playing that role well. He's a great actor. He really yeah, is. He is fantastic actor. Um, yesterday after, or I think it was at some point during the show, we were talking about. Oh yeah, it was near the end. Um, and this will be a brief, brief bit, anyways. Um, we were talking about one of the guys that i met when i was in australia two years ago which i went to by the way it was very fun wow um peter shepherd who has a podcast (laughs) called long and the short of it and they had an episode talking about resumes and right the lady who is his co-host jen waldman spoke about they're talking it was like a 20 minute episode on resumes and i'll send it to you after you have to listen to it at like one and a half or 1.2 times the speed because they're Mm -hmm. going from australia to new york so there's a it's oh, a yeah. very it's a much slower pace whereas when we're talking it's a bit more not fast paced but it's a there's regular no delay. flowing conversation there's yeah. no delay exactly um and jen jen is saying that resumes are a like a sunk cost on paper basically that you're right. just pushing out into the world um and the way that she's framing this ideology the way that I'm interpreting it rather is that we're relying on information about our past selves to influence or determine what we can do in the future. Mm. Which, wow. Right? Yeah. I never heard it put whole, that way before. Yeah. And that I understand. And I think that's why we have a portfolio, which is uh, like people say include a resume in your portfolio, don't include a resume, include a CV, don't include a CV. I don't have one in my portfolio now. I don't have a, a resume. That's some like an additional document that I'll include. Yeah, me too. Um, but, and I think it's that the portfolio method is based on the principle that you're showing them what you're capable of doing in any context, less of, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, this is my previous experience, as if somehow that will be a hard factor in determining what I can do in the future. 
Mm. And there's more to that episode. I did re-listen. To, I started to re-listen to it just before we got on here, um, but I didn't get all the way through. So I only have a few notes about it. But her analogy of making it, or her analogy of saying that a resume is a sunk cost. Um, I'm just Googling how to properly articulate a sunk cost. A sunk cost is a cost that has already been incurred and cannot be recovered. Um, in a resume. And yeah, I don't know. I thought it was Well, I guess it goes back on it made like sense. you're saying about being the past, right? It's like it's a cost like you've already done this. Yeah. You've already spent this time. You already like these are things you already have accomplished, but they don't I think that's wow, I've never actually heard it put that way so far and like that's actually really cool cuz that's kind of like my frustration. I know yours too and most people's where it's like you know you send it to you know for a design job application and like you know they they look and they see oh you don't have the minimum four plus years you know related professional work experience all right sorry but no we're gonna look keep looking for someone else yeah and it's like a is that like the most important thing which touches on what we were talking about yesterday but also that's like are you are you going just off of what's on this piece of paper? Yeah. Or are you able to think a little bit of what I might bring what value I might bring to you in the future? What mm-hmm. I'm capable of doing and not just Oh, he's done this, this, and this. Oh, he's not qualified. It's like, how do you know I'm not qualified? Just because this piece of paper says I'm not qualified? Mm-hmm. But then if I could technically lie and put on my piece of paper that i have four years experience yeah maybe if they checked it with references and they found out to lie but if i lied and then i got the job and that proves and that's not an issue Mm -hmm. because the experience is there or it's like just on the piece of paper it says i don't have it i won't get the job it says i do have it i'll get the job well then that has nothing to do with actually whether or not i get the job because either way like Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean that's i feel like that happens a lot of time right like and they're going based off of that past determining future metric rather than what you can do yeah not what you have done necessarily and like you could i guess an argument could be made that well your portfolio is just a visual resume it is a visual resume but like the context the context i truly believe is is different where yeah. like my current resume says uh, like peer tutor at Humber College for two years, basically. Worked at big media company as an intern for four months and then freelance contract work for the last two years. Same thing with Spartech. Employed there for 11 months, part-time, part-time contract work. Earthscape, fully employed, full-time for three months. That's like the three or four line items on the resume. But if I were to go and apply to some fucking job tomorrow, they're probably hopefully going to look at the um look at my portfolio. Ideally, yeah. they can do that as opposed to going solely based off my resume and if they don't like what they see on the resume, then they immediately exclude me, you know. They yeah. have no 
they have no concept of the type of work that was done at any of the, at any of those jobs whereas i can show that off in a portfolio yeah and i think that's what jen jen waldman was saying with this analogy here because she works a lot with broadway actors that's her that's her thing whereas pete comes at it from more of a business coaching aspect and they work they work very well together and it's I love listening to those. I'll make coffee in the morning, mm. cut up some apple and some peanut butter and just sit down to start the day and have whatever they're talking about on for like 20 minutes. Very nice to listen to. But, and she, she and again, I'll, I'll make more notes about this and we can truly unpack this tomorrow. Um, but it, she made the same analogy for her actors that she's coaching as we would with a portfolio of making a truly exceptional portfolio saying, don't just give them a resume of your past experience of this is this, I did this, I was in this role, I was in that role. Think more abstractly and I don't know, like give them more of what they think they want to see maybe is how I'm interpreting it. I'd say unless of just a line item of your past. Yeah, I think what's like you know, the resume shows the past, portfolio shows potential, which is ultimately your future. Mm -hmm. Right? It's hard to how do you show potential on a resume? <laughs> you kind of can't. You could say, "Oh, well, he got he graduated from here and has this degree, like this much mean he has a lot of potential ahead of him because he's fucking smart it's like well you don't know that how does that word yeah. tell you how do those words show potential they don't yeah. a portfolio work it shows potential of what you could do mm -hmm. and that's ultimately it right like yeah. that's that's what should matter that's what should most. matter unfortunately sometimes or a lot of time it doesn't feel that way but yeah that's how it should but yeah you know? i'll uh i'll give that more i'll give that a a good listen to tonight and make some notes on it and we can all have my insights on it but it'll be good to get your in the moment yeah. insights on that too and see how because that could very well reflect it could resonate a lot with you being as someone who is trying to get that first design job too mm -hmm. right yeah so i think that could be that could be very much quite helpful i'm going to try reaching out to to pete as well on on i have his number but i don't think it's it has definitely changed in the mm. last fucking two years. So I'll reach out to him on, on LinkedIn and see if he's uh, keen to come on the podcast and talk about pretty rad. Talk about like, I don't know, just whatever. Design just and business a together. Design and business. Yeah. Cause he's definitely, I'm sure he's experienced that in uh, probably in his career, you know, but yeah. uh, here we are. We've reached the end of another fantastic, beautiful, gnarly episode. And uh, as always, any business inquiries can be sent to hi at bigdesigncompany.com. And you can also check out our website as we slowly get it up and running at www.bigdesigncompany.com. Mm. Podcast-related questions, thats a, it's, it just sounds dope It, it sounds that. nice. It definitely oh, sounds nice. So nice. You can uh, send any podcast-related questions to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And Monsieur Watson. Yes, sir. Kessica le Instagram. Process underscore underscore podcast. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.